Hey, and welcome to the Happiness Project Podcast, where we are all about taking action to living our happiest lives. My name is JC, and I am obsessed with giving you tools to help you take you from where you are now to where and who you want to be. In this podcast, it's all about real talk and having some fun as we share stories, tips, and tricks to help you truly live your happiest life. I don't promise to have all the answers, but as a once beat down, burned out teacher, I am passionate about helping you find yours. Let's do the dang thing. Hello and welcome back. Oh my gosh, I am so excited for this episode today because we're talking about one of my favorite topics. I mean, it I, it kind of goes and like coincides with organization, but we're talking about decluttering. And we're not just talking about decluttering a house, even though we will be talking about that. We're going to be talking about decluttering our mind as well, because that is equally as important. But if you don't know this, I swear, I mean, like, I, I feel like I have a million dream jobs. Do you ever feel like that? There's just a million dream jobs that you could do. That's how I feel at least. And one of my dream jobs would totally do to be to organize people's houses. Like that's just totally my jam. I love like getting rid of things and then, you know, it looks all pretty when it's organized. It just is my love language. I love it. And Josh used to totally criticize me for this, but now he's starting to get it. Like he's starting to understand the love because he's like, wow, this is so organized. This is so easy to, to access, you know, whatever. So, uh, just love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So we're going to talk about that today. And why are we going to talk about both sides of things? Because I'm not going to go into a big long rant about this. But what I want you to know is there is a ton, a ton of scientific evidence that shows how important decluttering is. And not just physical declutter, even though that that is important as well, but mental declutter. And what does mental decluttering look like? And why do we have to do it? So one thing that I want you to understand is mental declutter can look several different ways. It can look in the terms of your relationships. It can look in the terms of your thoughts. It can look in the terms of your own mindset, right? And something that you have to ask yourself is, is this serving me, right? And I I hate to say this with relationships because obviously friendships, especially it's not, you're not just friends with someone because they serve you. But at the same time, we kind of are right when we're friends with somebody it's because we serve each other, right? And and not with expectations, but we serve each other in the sense of, okay, you know, maybe you're there for me for comfort and support and I am for you. And there's no expectations for that, but that is what is serving us in the relationship, right? And I say that because a lot of our relationships, friendships, marriages, dating ships, <laughs> you want to call that, do not serve us. And it's really important to weed out the weeds. It's very, very important to do that because what happens is we are not only, I'm sure you've heard this a million times, Josh rolls his eyes when I say this, but we are literally the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So think about your five people you spend the most time with, and you could probably say you literally are the average of them, that you probably are positive like Susie, but maybe you're nitpicky like John or you know whatever you can just find out little pieces from each people because you are the average of them and when your five closest people are people who are negative they bring you down they don't serve you there's a lot of expectations and not good expectations just a lot of expectations but none in return it's really important to ask yourself 
you know, is, is the relationship serving you? And I hate to say this because, you know, I've had friends in the past, or I say friends because I put quotation marks around that, friends in the past who I have like literally given my whole life to. I mean, it, that's dramatic, but you know what I mean? Like I would do anything for them. And the feeling and the actions were not in return. And again, I say this because it's not, it doesn't matter that people do the same things that you do, but it does have to be mutual. It does. And I don't care what anyone says. You know, there's people who are like, no, that's not why you're friends with somebody. So they do things for you. But it, it's a mutual thing. It's totally mutual. I don't even know if there's a correct a correct term for it, but I know my friends that I have now, it's it's a hundred percent equal. So I say that meaning if I am in need or I need a favor, I know that my friends will 100% back me and vice versa. They know that if they need, need something from me, they can, they, they know that I will show up for them. Or, um, you know, just if I know my friends are going through a hard time, they can expect me to kind of be that light and vice versa again for my friends. So I want you to remember that, that if your relationships are not serving you, they're, they're a hundred percent bringing you down mentally. And that's where that declutter comes from because maybe you need to declutter your friends and or family members. I hate to say this. My mom, I've said this on previous episodes. My mom's like, nope, family's family. And I disagree. I don't think being family with somebody gives them permission to treat you like crap. I don't think having family members who are toxic is a must that they get to be in your life. I don't think that at all. I don't think that you need to be rude or disrespectful to them, but I don't think that you owe them anything. So I want you to remember that the next time you think like, oh, you know, my cousin Susan is always like calling me these terrible names and talking behind my back. You know, Susan, I'm sorry if your name's Susan, I just literally made up a name. Uh, Susan is literally, it does not need to have access to your life. Like Susan doesn't, doesn't get to be a, a, a key piece in your life anymore just because she's your cousin or just because she's your whatever in your, in your family circle. Okay. So it's time to assess your friendships and your relationships and even marriages. And I say this with the utmost respect because I am not telling you to go get divorced. I will never tell you that. I'm not, I am not a marriage counselor. I'm not even a relationship counselor. I'm not any kind of counselor. So I'm not going to tell you to get divorced. But if your spouse is constantly bringing you down, that is a red flag to me. If Josh, all he did was bring me down, you know, if I was excited about something and he told me it was stupid, or if he commented on terrible things about my body, or if he just like told me that I couldn't do things or if I was stupid or whatever, and believe it or not, these things actually happen to people in relationships. It's time to reevaluate that. And it's either time to sit down and have a hard conversation, or it's really just time to kick, kick that person to the curb. And I hate to say that because I'm not, I do not condone divorce. I think that, you know, if you say vows that they, that you should try to make it work, but that doesn't mean you get to be a punching bag. And in some cases, I'm sorry, divorce just needs to happen, right? So that's the, the relationship declutter. You need to go through your relationships and you need to ask yourself, are these relationships serving me? Are they making me a better person? Are they helping me get closer to what I want to accomplish in this life? Or are they really dragging me further away? Those are questions you need to ask. Okay. Now a mental declutter are all those negative thoughts that you have. And I want you to know this, that no matter how long that we're on this earth or how long you live and you're blessed on this earth, I want you to understand that these mental 
these literally these mental negative things that we have in our head, they're normal. And I, I wish they weren't normal, but they are. They're normal for everybody, but it's all about how you handle them. When you're going through a hard situation or maybe you're trying to, I, I always bring weight loss into this because sometimes it's the most easy for people to grasp. And it's the literally the most clear picture for me to paint for you. Like, let's say you're trying to lose weight. And you just keep struggling and you keep falling off and you can't figure it out and you're not sure why it's not working for your body and you feel like you've tried everything and, and all the things, right? And instead of, you know, having those negative thoughts that, uh, you know, I am fat or I am stupid and I can't lose this weight and I'm ugly and I'm worthless and all those terrible things that we say to ourselves, instead of saying those terrible things to yourself, looking at it as, okay, the this really sucks and i'm validating that that this sucks that i keep trying things and it's not working out for me but they're they're lessons for me to learn they're lessons that are trying to teach me something and the more that you can tell yourself that and the more you can back behind that the the more positive your thoughts are going to be every hard situation that comes into my life i I, my first reaction is not to say, JC, you're so stupid. JC, this is, uh, you're worthless. Like why? I don't ever say anything like that. I might get upset. I might even cry a little bit, but then I think, okay, what did God want? What, what is he trying to teach me? Like, what am I trying to learn from this? Because this is going to teach me something to give you a little short story about negative thoughts. Right? So Josh and I bought a boat and we took it out. Like this is a few weeks ago we took it out and it was we took it out at night when there was going to be hardly any people and we took we had fun all the things and then we had to bring the boat in and Josh says do you want to load the boat up or do you want to back in the trailer I'm like that I've backed up a million trailers in my life I'll back up the trailer I got this so I go get the trailer and I can't do it I literally could not do it I am struggling and I'm frustrated and I'm crying because I'm so frustrated as to why this is not working and why this is so hard. I've backed up a million trailers. Why is this so hard, right? So I floor it back up to our parking spot. I park there and Josh is calling me. He's like, JC, you almost have it. You know, he's just, and he's just so amazing. He's cheering me on. And I am like, nope, I'm done. I'm freaking done with this. I'm pissed. I am just angry. I'm like, why? And in my head, I'm literally thinking like, seriously, why are you so dumb? Why can't you do this? Like this, you have backed up a million trailers. Like what the frick is your problem? These are the things that I'm telling myself, okay? First off, I would never say these things to anybody. I would never, if my friend was struggling backing up a trailer, I would be their biggest hype woman. I'd be cheering them on. I'd be their bestie for the, for the resty, right? But instead in my head, I am literally calling myself stupid. I am literally like saying terrible things to myself because th- that's what we do, right? So I told Josh, I said, I just need a minute to calm down because I am so, I'm just mad at myself. And he's like, okay, like whatever. So I'm sitting in the truck. I finally start to pull up some YouTube videos. Like, why can't I back this trailer in? And I don't know how, if you have a boat, I don't know how your lake or ocean, (laughs) wherever you live works, but how we, where the area we live in and where we back up our trailer, it's a, it's a steeper hill. Like it's not just a straight shot into backing your boat up. It's a steep hill. So you literally have to do this big, like you loop turn and then you have to back it down slowly and you have to get low enough to back down. Cause if you get too high, it's very hard to back in the trailer, especially a trailer with no boat on it. So I'm watching this YouTube video, this wonderful guy, I wish I could tell you his name and what the YouTube video was, is teaching me how to do this. I'm like, okay, I got this. So I take a deep breath, I go, 
down. I back up the trailer and I give myself a C plus because I finally got it, right? And Josh is cheering me on. He's like, you got this. He's trying to coach me. Finally get it in. Again, I gave myself a C plus, not because I'm critical, but just because I was literally smack dab in the middle of there's like four dock or there's sorry, there's two docks, but four places where you can back in a boat. And I was in the middle of it all. So if it was busy, there's no way that that would work. So that's why I'm grading myself that. But and then, you know, I was just frustrated. I was kind of crabby the whole way home. I'm crabby when we're going to bed. And the next day, Josh is like, why, you know, why are you so hard on yourself? He's like, it's okay. It's, you've never backed in a boat trailer and it's not the same thing as other trailers because when there's no boat on it, you can't see it. You know, he's just being so sweet. And I got to thinking like, why am I being so hard on myself? Like, seriously, I did the dang thing. I watched a YouTube video. Your girl figured it out, right? So I started looking at it as a lesson thinking, okay, like I'm, I can only go up from here, right? Like I, it didn't start off so good, but I can only go up from here. And this is such a good learning point for me. And I think that that's pretty remarkable that I can do that. And I'm not saying that to to my own horn. I'm telling you that because our first instinct is to truly just beat ourselves down and then we stay down, right? We don't look at these experiences, these hard things that happen in our life and not that backing in a freaking trailer is hard, but in the moment, absolutely it is, right? But we look at these experiences that happen to us and we, we just rip ourselves apart. Like we're so stupid. We're so dumb. We're so all these things. And if you can look at these experiences and stop beating yourself up and start saying, okay, like what's the lesson behind this? Or, okay, you know what? That really sucked, but the next time I'm going to be better. I'm going to be just 1% better. So that's where that mental declutter comes in. Anytime, especially in the beginning when I was a, when I was super burned out, anytime I have a negative thought, I write it down. And you're going to laugh at me for this, but just hear me out. I write it down. And then I write the positives that go with it. So for example, you know, not being able to back up a trailer, like totally epically failing at it. I look at the positives like, okay, I've never backed up a boat trailer before. Uh, I have, you know, I'm going to get better the next time. Like I learned a lot of things. I learned how to do this. And if you can take those negative thoughts and turn them into positive experiences, the less and less and less you're going to beat yourself up. And this is so important. This is so important for everyday life lessons. This is so important for weight loss. This is so important for relationships, just every single thing. So anytime you go through something hard, that's what I want you to do. Write it down, write it down, and then write the positives that are coming through it or coming with it or that can come from it. And that did come from it, right? That's what I want you to do. Because that mental declutter is truly a game changer. The more you tell yourself that you can't, the more you tell yourself that you're worthless, the more it's true. Because what you believe is what is true. So we, we got to have a mental declutter. Okay. And last but not least, physical declutter. My favorite. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a mental declutter. But seriously, my favorite. I challenge you to pick up any freaking cupboard or room in your house, set a 20 minute timer and go through everything and declutter it. This is a game changer. If I feel like I, when I'm working and I feel like something is just a disaster or it just needs to be decluttered and I have too much of whatever and, and blah, 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 blah. I, this is what I do. I pick a cupboard or I pick the thing that's driving me nuts and I clean it out. Um, a couple weeks ago, it was our bag. Like I have a big tote with all of our bags in it or bags, depending where you're at in the world. I'm a bag lady. But anyway, 
um, all of our bags. I cleaned them all out. I went through them. I'm like, don't use this. Don't use this. Like I can give, maybe donate these, or I could try to sell these ones. And I got rid of them. And then the next week, whatever week it was, I went through all my water bottles. I'm like, I don't even use half of these. I literally use two water bottles. So some of them were brand new. So I did a little giveaway with them. And some of them were like uh, gently used. So I sold some of them. Bada bing, bada boo. And then I went through my workout room. I have a lot of weights. Well, not a lot of weights. I have duplicates of weights. So I got rid of some of those and I got, I have kettlebells that are way too light that I don't use like a five pound kettlebell. And I'm not saying that to shoot my own arm. I just don't use it. So I'm like, let's get rid of this clutter. Let's make room for other things that I will use and equipment that I do need. And I went through it. And this is the best thing, not only for me mentally, but also you guys hear me out. That's a good way to make money. Okay. You have things that you're not using and they're in great condition. Even think about clothes for a second. If you have clothes that you're like, oh my gosh, I just totally need to go through my clothes. And a lot of them are brand new, but I need to get rid of them. Try selling them on Poshmark or uh, go to ThreadUp and try selling them on there. Actually, you don't have to sell them on ThreadUp. They do it for you. You literally just have to send your clothes in. So they get to pick the price just so you know. But Poshmark, you can pick your own prices of things, which is awesome. And try doing it there because you can make money off of your stuff. That's good. And that's a good thing too. But it's not always about money for some people. Some people just want to donate things and that's cool too. So this does so much good, so much good for your mental state, so much good for everything. And like I said, there there's science backed by this and I'm not going to go into the science with you because number one, I don't really, I, I care, but I'm like that, that's not my jam. I'd rather just give you the facts. Like this is science backed. Here's the facts and then go on with your way versus like repeating statistics at you. Okay. So that's your challenge is to just pick a spot. Maybe there's this area that's just driving you nuts, or maybe you really need to declutter something and you need to just start somewhere, pick a room, pick one room, go through it and then go room by room by room. And I promise you're going to just be, you're not only going to find that you're more productive, but you're going to just find that it is a game changer for you because you're going to have gotten stuff done and you're maybe or possibly going to make money from it, which is a plus. And not only that, it's just going to feel so much better because your space is going to feel more like home. It's going to feel less like crap everywhere. And it's just the best. Okay. Okay. That's all I have. Mental declutter, physical declutter. Please do the homework pieces. Please let me know how you like this episode because seriously, this was one of my favorite ones to do because I love decluttering. I just love it. Love it. Love it. And be on the lookout. There's some really exciting episodes coming up with some interviews and just all the things I'm super excited for. But that is all I have for you. Thank you for being here. I'm so proud of you as always. And until next time. Thank you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a friend or post it on social media and take me in it so I can personally thank you for getting the message out. I'm so freaking grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon.